In today's show, we look around the NBA at injuries, updates, Steph Curry, big injury news there. We'll talk about that and all 29 other teams. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Let's get into it. Sturdy teams, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right, let's start in Atlanta. Um, only Trey Young there at the moment, which is great news. Not great news for Trey Young, but great news for the rest of the team that they are all healthy. Trey Young missed last game with an illness, so we don't expect that to be any long-term situation. And that's a great way to kick off the uh, kick off the injury report. And we go to Boston, and there's a few guys on that one. Marcus Smart. I'm going to expect that he misses this week, Marcus. So don't look at him in any uh, any leagues, weekly leagues or anything like that. The guys who benefit are obviously Marcus Smart, not Marcus Smart, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. And we've seen on a healthy team that both White and Brogdon, or especially White, really isn't a 12-team league player, but that doesn't matter for the moment because they're not healthy. A curious addition to the injury report today, Jalen Brown. JB, you've done it again. He's questionable with an illness, and of course that drives the conspiracies into overdrive. Oh no, they're listening questionable because they're trading him for KD. Just in general, whenever you hear that, just dismiss it. It's simple stuff. Like don't get yourself sucked, especially don't make fantasy rumors getting sucked into conspiracy theory trade rumors. Don't do it. But anyway, Jalen Brown is listed as questionable with an illness, and Luke Cornett is out with his ankle problem. Some some easy, basic stuff to get us into the week. Nothing too much there. If you know, Remembering that before the trade deadline, we are not really using waiver. Unless you've got unlimited waiver moves, don't use them. Or, or, I said this the other day, if there is a very good player who's got rest of season value that someone foolishly has dropped, the example I gave the other day was Markel Fultz, because someone told me that he was dropped. Yes, you, you use a waiver ad on that, because that is... Value. That is not one day streaming of like, I might stream uh, Grant Williams in because Jalen Brown and Luke Cornett are out. Like, that's not the same thing. Like, adding like a Larry Nance or a Daniel Gafford or a Markel Fultz if he was dropped or someone dropped Cam Johnson. Like, they're the guys that have rest of season value. And you do use a move on those players, I think. But not to stream single day action. Yeah? We good? Okay. I think that, I think that, I hope that makes sense. Let's go to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Benny Simmons. Who knows with this guy? He's missed four games in a row with knee soreness. Honestly, I think that he is about to... I know people think that Kyrie's absence is going to unlock Simmons. I think he's going to play fewer minutes. I think it's worse for him, to be honest, because somebody is moving to the bench. Some, It's him. It's Royce O'Neal. It's Dorian Finney-Smith. One of those guys is moving to the bench. I think it might be Simmons. Irrespective, I think he's playing fewer minutes, and now he's currently injured. I He is hurtling towards being a drop hurdling. We'll see what happens today, but Dinwiddie and Finney Smith aren't playing today. They're, they're, they're going to be out, so we'll see when they... Maybe they play Tuesday. Probably most likely they play Thursday, I would guess. Kevin Durant's still out, at least the rest of this week. We Maybe there's a chance for Monday. 
next Monday for Durant. Watch that one. Seth Curry is out today. He doesn't have long-term value with the those that trade happening. He does not have 12-team league value. And then that is going to be even further hurt when Durant returns, so we don't worry about that. When Tony Warren, with a shin issue, he was really struggling before this seemingly innocuous injury. That's the Tony Warren biography. Um, has knocked him out for four games. Um, he's not going to have that uh, long-term value at all. So uh, a bunch of guys whose all return could all be happening in the next week. We'll see what happens after that, but they could end up being full strength and a lot of options that you might have streamed in become useless after that. The Charlotte Hornets. Kelly Oubre dealing with that hand surgery. We're maybe a week or so away from that. He's claiming around the All-Star break. I'm not particularly enamored by Oubre's fantasy value moving forward. A lot of what he did early in the season was without Lamelo, without Haywood, and at times without Rogier. And now he's going to be sharing minutes with Jalen McDaniels coming off the bench on a healthy team. But everything can change. Everything can upend. And I know he provided you with good value early in the season. I just don't think that's going to stick. And then with Cody Martin, I'm just going to continue to list him doubtful with this knee issue. He came back after knee surgery, played three games, and has been out for three weeks since. Like I, I legitimately think there's a chance that he's done for the year with that knee problem. There's no reason for him to play through it. It's obviously going on. It's very much screaming Lonzo Ball, to be honest. Um, and we'll see where that goes. But yeah, that, that does help Ubre and McDaniels and Dennis Smith and JT Thor and those guys who are getting extra minutes, but that's not impacting the majority of fantasy leagues. Speaking of Lonzo Ball, just don't have any hope of him playing this season. None. I, I'm, I've ruled him out. Like I, I've zeroed all these projections for this season. I don't think he's playing. I think there's any way that he's playing. This season, I think you should have that view as well. And if he's if he's still in your IL slot, you've either had the luckiest injury run of all time or you've butchered the use of your IL spot. I don't think there's any two ways about it. Dynasty League, completely different story. Although maybe not. Honestly, there, there is a chance that he never plays. Like that, that is possible if this situation keeps going the way it is. Um, but in a redraft league, if you've held him in IL all season, you've screwed it up. Pat Williams is listed probable for today's game with an ankle problem. If he is out, honestly, I don't know what they would do. They don't have any forwards on this team at all. There's no one to reply. I guess it would be Derek Jones, but it's rough because Javante Green, who honestly is a shooting guard, but plays a lot of power forward, he's still dealing with a knee injury, knee surgery. I think he's probably a week or so away, but we're not adding him anywhere. And then Alex Caruso, they listed him questionable against the Blazers. He didn't play. He's questionable again against the Spurs. There is no way, in my opinion, that Caruso plays both of these Monday, Tuesday games. I'd be surprised if he plays any of them, really. But there's no way he's playing both of them, which really does help to Sumu. It helps uh, Kobe White as well as stream options if we were streaming. But of course, we are not. So don't worry about it. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. He is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's also dealing with being Karis Levert, which makes him not very good. And we don't need to have him in a 12-team league. Um, Rubio is out resting with that uh, ACL return from surgery situation. Rubio is really turning into a nice um, assists stream player. But that's what he is. He's not anything more than that. He's not a must-roster player or anything along those lines. But he is turning in some really good numbers. While Dylan Windler, that ankle sprain, I wonder whether he plays at all this season. That's just been a long-term thing for Dylan Windler with that ankle problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilpa. Do you want a delicious treat? I'm sure you do. I'm sure you're sitting and thinking, man, I wish I had a Bilt Bar because I know, as Josh told me, that they are covered in 100% real chocolate. And you're right, they are. And you know that they are low in calories because Josh told you. That's right, they are. And they're also high in protein. And when you're looking for a delicious treat or a snack or a protein supplement post-pumping iron, Bilt Bar is the answer. 
In the past, you would have said, man, I feel like a built bar. Let me go to built.com, type it in, find my boxes, order them, and then a week later, here they come, which is great to get great tasting protein bars, but it's not great for the immediacy of it. But now you can just find a Walmart. And from what I hear, they're everywhere. So go to a Walmart, go down to the pharmacy section, and there's four bar boxes literally sitting on the shelf. Cookies and cream flavor, coconut puff flavor, double chocolate flavor. Yeah. And then you go to Sam's Club, not Walmart, Sam's Club, 13 bar boxes, churro flavor and brownie batter. I don't know how it could get any more convenient or any more delicious. So go to your local Walmart, go to Sam's Club and get yourself your boxes of Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's go to the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie's not going to play today. Markeith Morris not going to play today. Kyrie and Morris likely would be available on Wednesday. There's a chance that Luka Doncic is available on Wednesday as well. Luka would now have missed two straight games Saturday and Monday with the ankle problem. We know he already had that ankle issue on Saturday and then hurt uh, his ankle again. Well, this one actually is called a heel contusion, sorry. Um, yeah, he's got some foot problems. Well, let's, let's phrase it that way. But the good news is Christian Wood is returning on Monday. The bad news for Christian Wood is if he stays in Dallas, he's going to have his usage cut. The other bad news is he might get traded. Don't be surprised if Christian Wood gets traded. Um, Maxi Kleber is going to be out at least the rest of this week. Maybe he returns Monday the 13th against the Timberwolves. Frankie Nilakina is questionable today. I think Nilakina is going to have a sizable role with Irving out and Doncic out. Their, their lineups today are going to be pretty wild. You're going to have a lot of Nilakina, a lot of Jaden Hardy. But remember, we aren't streaming. So those guys, um, yeah, it's great, but we're not streaming. And then Davis Bertans is out for a few more weeks here through the All-Star break with a calf strain. I'm not sure that when Kleber and Wood are back that he plays anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So while there's a lot of guys out, Kleber, Nilakina, Bertans, Doncic, um, yeah, the important ones, Doncic should be back next game. Kleber probably a week away, and then you get Kyrie returning and Wood's returning today as well. But still, there's so much to happen with this team, especially with the integration of Irving. But yeah, other trades. What else is going to happen here with this squad? Very interesting. Denver. Aaron Gordon. They rested a lot of players last game. I'm not that worried about Jokic missing time. I'm not worried about Jamal Murray who missed. But I am a little bit worried about KCP because he did hurt his ankle last game. Um, sorry, on Saturday against the Hawks. And then he sat on Sunday. Right? He, he did hurt his ankle. And then Aaron Gordon hurt his ankle a couple of days before that. And he sat out the game on Sunday. So I'm, I'm listing those guys there as potential concerns for Tuesday. When they're out, one of them's out. Bruce Brown is the guy. And Christian Brown is the guy, but the least fantasy-friendly guy. Of course, Bones Highland is completely not in the rotation. I don't know where Bones goes. There are chances, I guess. Are there chances for him to be a, a 25-minute night player? I'm not sure where they, they exist. But he's a name that we hover over, a name that we wait on to see exactly what happens at the deadline. And then old mate Colin Gillespie with his fractured leg. We haven't seen him this season. For the Detroit Pistons. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Isaiah Stewart's dealing with hip soreness. He played 37 minutes against the Suns. He went from a 21-minute reserve to 37 minutes in the space of a week, which, of course... Is a Dwayne Casey special. In 37 minutes a night, yeah, I absolutely would love to have Isaiah Stewart on my fantasy roster, but I, under no circumstance, believe that he's going to play 37 minutes every night. I don't think that's what they're going to do, so I'm not rushing to grab him, especially now that he's injured yet again. And then Bagley is out with a hand issue. Remember when they started Marvin Bagley? Remember when that was their key big move? We're going to bring in Marvin Bagley. We're going to trade for him. We're going to extend him to a contract that literally no one else would offer. Then we're going to start him over Jalen Duran. And that was a great move. Anyway, he's out with a hand issue for a few more weeks, probably not back until the All-Star break, and definitely not back on your fantasy roster. So that's great. 
The Golden State Warriors is the big one. It's Steph Curry. We seem to be getting like drip-fed news. Well, oh, Curry's going to be out multiple weeks. Oh, Curry has an interosseous membrane tear and a tibiofibular uh, ligament tear. Okay, cool. And now, oh, it's going to be maybe a minimum of four weeks. Yesterday, when I was assessing this injury, I said, I don't think we're seeing him in February. The news overnight, for me overnight anyway, came out that it's going to be around four weeks, which would indicate exactly what I said, that he's not going to play uh, in February. And that's a real problem because by the time he returns, it is basically, for a lot of people, fantasy playoffs have already started. Yes, DiVincenzo might be useful, but as I mentioned earlier, yesterday, when Curry was out last time, Wiggins was also out. That is why DiVincenzo started. That is why he played 34 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo most likely, almost definitely, will not start with Curry out. So he might play 27 minutes as a bench guy, but he will not start. So does he move into the, I will waste a waiver move on him before the deadline zone? I think it is pretty close. I think it is pretty close. Does he have real like top 80 upside, DiVincenzo? I don't think so. But could he be a top 100 guy extending into your fantasy playoffs? And look, that maybe Steph's not back to like 15th of March. That's possible too. I know that's a little bit extra than four weeks, but there's no reason he returns right on four weeks. So... I think that DiVincenzo pushes into the... It's debatable whether I waste a waiver move on him, but it's close. Understanding that he's going to have nights where he scores five points, but then has five assists and two steals, or nights where he shoots 80% for 13 points and looks even better, but he will remain on the bench. He won't be a starter. Do not conflate what he did previously when Steph was out to what he's going to do now. They are different scenarios. On to... Oh, Andre Iguodala's out for anyone who cares. Um, the Houston Rockets... What a season for Iguodala, by the way. Sat out the first four months or three months or whatever to get himself up to shape. Came in, played three games, hurt his hip, hasn't returned. The Houston Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr. I don't expect him this week. Maybe not even till after the All-Star break, which keeps elevating the value of KJ Martin. KJ Martin is the winner there. Eric Gordon's also been the winner. Yes, Eric Gordon might get traded. That is true, but he is putting up numbers at the moment. And... You're well aware of my Tari Eason stance. You're, you're well aware of, of how I'm viewing him and valuing him. Garrison Matthews is dealing with a toe issue, but you know, do we care? Should we care? The answer to both of those things is probably not. And uh, yeah, he was actually a DNP last game, um, Matthews, and they gave those minutes to Dacian Nix. So not that he matters for most teams. For the Indiana Pacers, Chris Duarte is dealing with an ankle problem. He's out of the rotation anyway. So again, I don't think we need to worry about him in any 10, 12, 14 team leagues. Maybe he gets back in for some minutes, but that little run of 30 plus minutes died immediately when um, Halliburton returned. It was done. Johnny Wall, abdominal issue, maybe back this week. Whether he comes back and takes Reggie Jackson's role, I'm not sure. Ty Lue is slashing the rotation. Luke Kennard, gone. Rob Covington, gone. And one of Jackson and Wall is not going to play. We're not, obviously, surely not, rostering Reggie Jackson or John Wall in 12-10 leagues. But his return does, I guess, further complicate things a little bit. The Lakers only have one person on the injury report. I know LeBron is going to appear as questionable with ankle soreness. And then Anthony Davis is going to appear as probable with foot soreness. That is going to happen, I can guarantee you. But I don't think it means anything. Austin Reeves is the only one actually currently injured with a hamstring. Maybe we're looking at him returning on the weekend on the 11th. Against the Warriors, we're not looking at him as a 12-team league guy, but his return further complicates Schroeder, Hachimura, Beverly, Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, making none of them 12-team league players. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but not daily fantasy that you've seen before. No salary caps. No going up against thousands of people. It's you versus player projection. So you might see LeBron sitting at 27 and a half points and you go, you know what? I think he's going to go hard here to get the record. He'll go over that. Or you see Anthony Davis at seven and a half rebounds. That's a curiously low number. Maybe I'll go over on that as well. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You can do that in under 60 seconds. It's safe and fast. You can do it in over 30 US states and in the majority of Canadian provinces. And it's not just the NBA. You can do it for the Super Bowl. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it for women college basketball. You can do it for men's college basketball. You can do it for the upcoming Major League Baseball season, the upcoming WNBA season. You can do it for cricket. You can do it for soccer. You can do it for MMA. You can do it for boxing. You can do it for PGA. And you can do it for disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's go to the Grizzlies. Ja Morant dealing with a wrist problem. Apparently, the NBA investigated that situation that he had after the Pacers game and couldn't come to any conclusion. So I don't think there's any suspension coming there. But then he happened to miss the game straight after that story broke with a wrist problem. Um, I swear to God, I feel like Jar sits every Sunday game. Either a Sunday, Monday game, he's out every time. And I don't know why that is. But it seems like he's always out on a Sunday or Monday. And that's why having Tyus Jones has use because Morant's sitting basically one game every week, one game every two weeks. Steve Adams still out for a few weeks with that PCL injury. He's not going to be back until after the All-Star break, probably not until the start of March. And Xavier T. Illman is the guy that's established himself, at least for the short term. He's established himself enough, Tillman, for me to say that Clark isn't a 12-team league guy. Let's put it that way. I don't feel confident in saying Tillman is, but I feel confident in saying Clark isn't. And both of those guys might be streams when we hear starting lineup situations. It's very interesting about the Grizzlies. Just an aside here from, from fantasy or from injury stuff. If people talk, we know that they're a young team and they've been exciting and now people are turning on them. Man, how this Grizzlies team is so unlikable. Uh, man, they're becoming villains. How They never won anything. They need to shut their mouth. You look at their roster. I think there's two guys. It's Dylan Brooks. Everyone hates him, right? We get this. Everyone hates Dylan Brooks. And people are definitely getting some issues with Jamarant at the moment. This thing with the Pacers the constant interjection from his dad or people in his entourage walking on the court, the Shannon Sharp, Sharp stuff, all that stuff. Like People have got issues with Ja Morant for sure. But not any other player at all. Desmond Bain, universally liked. Jaron Jackson, universally liked. Tyus Jones, universally liked. Steven Adams, the most beloved player in the NBA. Brandon Clark, people like him. Xavier Tillman, no one has anything to say positive or negative. Danny Green, absolutely everyone loves him. John Concha, imagine having an opinion on John Concha. So this team, where everyone starts to hate, it's one and a half blokes. It's Dylan Brooks, and Jar is switching that way. But we act like they're a team full of people that everyone hates, and it's literally two guys. It might not even be two, because a lot of people still love Jar. It's like one guy, yet Dylan Brooks has stained the reputation of that team to make them this most hated, villainous team, and it's literally him with a little bit of Jar thrown in. I, I don't know. I just found that interesting. I'm sure it's not that interesting, but yeah, there you go. The Miami Heat. Um, Yeah. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. It's very hard to roster Kyle Lowry at the moment. Now knee soreness, low minutes, bad production, poor shooting. Back-to-back -back coming this week. You might get one game out of him. You might get two. 
Uh, I don't think he's worth holding, to be honest. And then you've got Vic Oladipo with an ankle problem. And the way he'd been playing, he wasn't looking like a hold either. And now he's missed two consecutive games and he might not play Wednesday. Well, he doesn't play till at least Wednesday. So you might get zeros out of that spot until the deadline. Uh, to me, if you do have Victor Oladipo or you do have Kyle Lowry, you hold. But they're totally cuttable to take flyers on for blokes that get value boosted by the deadline. They've also got Duncan Robinson's out for probably the rest of this week with that finger issue. Nikola Jovic, probably the rest of this week with his back issue. Orlando Robinson, we're talking three weeks for him and his thumb fracture. And then Omar Yurtseven looks to return after the All-Star break. He's currently in the G League, Yurtseven, but with Jovic out, with Robinson out, with Deadman being Deadman and Haslam being Haslam, Yurtseven might be the backup center. And those of you in 20-team leagues, 30-team leagues, you'd want to pay a little bit of attention to that. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis is listed probable for today with that knee injury. He is going to be on the injury report lots of times this season. He is going to miss basically every back-to-back would be my guess. And we will have frustrations with sometimes and that knee flaring up. So beware of that. Bob Portis, maybe he's back over the... Well, they play Thursday, Friday. Maybe Friday, but probably more likely or more realistically, he is back Tuesday or not back Tuesday. The reevaluation should take place between Friday and Tuesday, and maybe he's able to return there, but we need updates on that. And Serge Barker sitting himself out for a trade like another team's going to want him and play him. Um, Serge, my guy, I don't think you're that guy anymore. I uh, just had something updated on the Lakers injury report. Austin Reeves, after they said he wouldn't be back, he is back. So there you go. Thanks for lying. He is probable for Tuesday's game, old Reevesy. Let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson with his back injury. He's left the last two games with back spasms. I think he'll be okay, but I don't know. I'm still rolling with him until Towns is back. And speaking of Towns, we're not expecting him back until at least after the All-Star break. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's until March. We just don't have a firm timeline on it, but don't expect Towns back anytime soon. And then Austin Rivers is still suspended for two more games. So the earliest Austin can return is on Friday. He might not be in the rotation because Jordan McLaughlin is back. And I believe that Rivers was really just taking um, McLaughlin's role. So I don't think that he's necessarily going to play even when he does return. For the Pelicans. I'm the biggest bird. I'm the biggest bird. Zion Williamson hamstring. We should hopefully get an update at some point. You're just around the All-Star break. With him out, you keep rolling with Trey Murphy. I have Trey above Herb, above Najee. Brandon Ingram missed last game for rest. He'll be fine. While Valanciunas missed last game with a knee issue. Um, I don't know about Valanciunas. They don't, they don't think that it's serious. Jonas But the fact that Valanciunas sees low minutes anyway and Nance is a better player... Um, I, I think Nance Nance probably moves into that territory of like, yeah, I think I would use an add on him um, with the Valanciunas injury. Dyson Daniels, I don't expect him back this week, but it's possible. Kyra Lewis has taken his minutes at the moment and taken them over Devontae Graham. So that's you know, something for very, very deep leagues. For the New York Knicks, Rowan Barrett was a extraordinarily late scratch last game. In fact, he was never actually ruled out. He was just listed doubtful two seconds before the game started. I think he would play on Tuesday, but who knows? Well, Mitchie Robinson, we're still weeks away from him returning. He's probably not back until March, Mitch. And it does appear, March, Mitch. Wow, that sounds like a uh, flashback for Australian cricket fans. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein seems to have the minutes. I don't trust Tom Thibodeau at all. But Hartenstein now has more minutes than Sims in four consecutive games. But, yeah, of course, prior to that, he had fewer minutes in six consecutive games or whatever it was. So it does appear to have swung to Hartenstein. Is he a guy to waste a waiver at on? I'm not sure about that. I don't think he is. Um, he's borderline. But yeah, we obviously just want to wait to see what happens with the deadline. But he would be someone to look at in that scenario. 
For the Thunder, Lou Dort is out with a hamstring injury. Is this the push you needed to drop him? Hopefully. He's definitely not a 12-team category league guy. He's still out with a hammy on Monday. Maybe he plays Tuesday. I wouldn't be uh, rushing for that. Robinson Earl is back in the G League. His return should come soon. I don't think that he is going to be 12 or 14-team league viable. And Alexei Pokyshevsky still weeks away, probably looking at March for him to return, and obviously not someone I think that is worth holding on to. We did get an update of some sorts on uh, Chumura KK today, saying that he is still injured and without a timetable to return. So that's like great, I guess. He's not going to play anyway. Um, it's going to require trades for him to be in the rotation. And then Mo Bamba, still three more games that he's suspended for. The earliest he can return is Monday, but he's not in the rotation either. Most likely there'll be Wendell, there's Mo Wagner, and there's Bol Bol. So I don't think that Bamba is going to play either. So two guys that are on the injury report, don't play. The Philadelphia 76ers, no injuries. Great. The Phoenix Suns, some injuries. But the good news is, is Devin Booker is going to return on Tuesday. I expect he's marginally limited, and they have a Thursday, Friday back-to-back, so you probably only get two games out of Booker this week. But it's just great that he's back, and then hopefully after that, we are at full speed ahead. Landry Shamet remains out for Tuesday. Cameron Payne remains out for Tuesday. Obviously, the value of Payne and Shamet with Booker back is done anyway. This is like, yeah, Shamet's like a 20-team league player when Booker plays, and Payne is like a 16-team league guy. So their opportunity to take advantage of Booker's absence was just shot dead straight away. They had no chance of doing it because they were hurt as well. And then you got um, Jay Crowder, who's busy doing you know, other endeavors at the moment, too busy to play basketball. On the Portland side of things, Yusuf Nurkic is out with that um, calf injury. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. He's out until the All-Star break. I'd hold him in IL. Um, Justice Winslow out with the ankle problem. Maybe he comes back this week, but it's not going to be in a role that matters. And there's a lot of weird injuries here. Keon Johnson with an ankle is doubtful. Don't worry about it. Ibu Baji is out with a knee injury, but you didn't know he played for the Blazers. Gary Payton is probable with an illness. And Drew Eubanks, who I think is still the guy to have with uh, Nurkic out. He's only a back-end guy, but I think he's still the guy to have. Uh, he's dealing with a, a back issue, a lumbar strain, and, and that's probably limiting his minutes somewhat. But he still is the guy that I would have over Trended Watford. For the Kings, well, Darren Fox is off the injury report, so he's going to return after his partner had a baby, but he's, uh, there's no, other, no one else injured on that team. They've had a remarkably good injury run. A remarkably good injury run. The Spurs, Sohan is out. Trey Jones is out. Romeo Langford is out. Devin Vassell, of course, is still weeks away. I, I don't really think holding Vassell without IL is the smart move at all. He should have dropped him weeks ago. I don't know why he would still have him. I think that when he comes back, it's still going to be delayed for you know, two, three weeks here and then he's going to be limited. As for Jones and Sohan, again, we're not really making waiver moves to start this, this week, are we? So if you've got Jones and you've got Sohan, you've got a few days to see what happens with this injury. Calden Johnson's questionable. Now, Malachi Branham is a really, really strong ad while these guys are out. And there is some buzz for him to be a guy that plays a big role in March. But I'm not sure that I would stream him in. Yes, he will have great value against, against the Bulls, but... Are we expecting Johnson, Sohan, Jones, Langford to be out every game rest of the season? And your answer to that is a resounding no. And that means that Brandon plays 20 minutes and doesn't, isn't able to do anything close to what he's done the last couple of games. So while it is interesting to see Brandon do that, and I like Brandon as a player quite a bit, there are still quite a few obstacles in his path to being a guy that's going to have rest of season value. His stream value is probably for two days, and I don't think that's worth doing. But all, all those, we hope these Sohan, Jones, and well, Langford, again, they lied to us so often with that. Um, the Sohan and Jones thing, we hope that it's nothing serious. 
uh, and they're able to return at some point this week, and then we can make a, a better, more informed decision regarding their roster status. For Toronto, there's only one person on the injury report. But what about Scarf? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. It's OG Ananobi. They said that he'd be reevaluated when they got back home. They're back home. Their next game is at Wednesday, Wednesday against the Spurs. Is Ananobi going to play in that game? Is Ananobi going to be traded? I don't know. But when OG returns, if he returns, Precious will move to the bench. And Precious, man, I, I, he fooled me, this guy. He fooled me. I said, oh, I think he's getting better. Then I looked at his numbers. As a starter, he's shooting 18% from three. He's in the sixth percentile for centers for effective field goal percentage across the entire league. He's still woefully inefficient. I, I, was, I got fooled. I thought he'd improved. Nah, he's not. If I do have him though, I will hold because sometimes he can bludgeon his way to minutes or value through minutes. But the last two games, his minutes have been reduced because again, he's not that good. And that's uh, what's happened there. But we watched that OG Ananobi situation, his injury, and also the trade status. For the Jazz, Jared Vanderbilt Bar is dealing with back spasms. I don't really see a 26-minute-a-night role for somebody or for Vanderbilt to play. Maybe it is in Portland. What does he start? Does he start over Josh Hart? Would he start in place of Nurkic because Nurkic is hurt? Maybe that happens. So I'm definitely keeping an eye on that. But Vanderbilt, to me, is a low upside player. And I'm just not sure that teams are falling all over themselves to play him 30 minutes a night. And then Michael Potter is out with a wrist injury for a few months. For the Wizards, Kyle Kuzma is dealing with an ankle problem. He's going to be out on Monday. I guess he could play Wednesday, um, but maybe more likely Saturday for his return. With him out, then that really does boost any Avdia, especially with Bradley Beal questionable with his foot issue. Um, Avdia, I think, is really strong to have, but as I've mentioned a million times, it does appear like somebody or one to two people in the starting line need to be out for Avdia to roll, Avdia to roll at strong top 100 numbers. And on a healthy team, he probably falls outside of that. Uh, Anthony Gill is dealing with COVID, but thankfully he's not in the rotation anymore. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.